Jews that came under Paul's preaching. The scripture says certain men claimed unto him and believed. And then they went on and named about three or four people. Certain ones claimed to the gospel. But the whole city of Athens went to hell. The whole city of Babylon went to the hell. whole city of... Radio representing East Coast, where we got the most. You hear me? Yes. Brother Allen, you there? Yes, can you hear me? Chat box people, are you there? Yes. Oh, we got an audience today. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. That's the wonders of uh, learning the potato. What's the potato? Let's take a look. Potato. This is probably one of the most advanced mixers in the world, virtual mixers. And uh, it took me a while to skill it, but I can link Zoom simultaneously, two different Skype simultaneously, FCC simultaneously, everything simultaneously. Okay? So praise God for a potato. And potato is free, by the way. That interesting. Um, we are broadcasting live on uh, uh, what do you call it? We're broadcasting live on the uh, YouTube. Well, let's check. That would be a good thing to do. It's are live, we live I on just YouTube. Checked. Yeah, we are live on YouTube. Yeah, and we're not even buffering. Praise God. I had to keep increasing the buffer size when you're doing all this virtual cabling around. Unfortunately, you have to increase the buffers. But um, the FCC chat is up and running. Uh, if you want to chime in, uh, we have guests coming on, obviously, next week. A lot of guests coming on, probably Brother John Ramirez, John Kyle's on Saturday at 2 p.m. next week. Uh, callers and people calling in for prayer can call in phone number 669-275-1343. And if we have the room muted, which it generally will be except for today, uh, you just type in 941. That's it. And that's going to raise your hand in the room and we'll patch you in to Brother John Kyle, whoever we have on, Russ Dizdar, so on and so forth. So real easy. You dial that number I just gave you, and then, hey, I want to be heard. I want someone, I want to speak to the guests that's on, got a question, uh, hit 941. 
that's going to alert you in the room. And we're going to say, okay, in a minute or two, we're going to patch that person in. So that's all hooked up and ready to go. So back to screen capture. Uh, we are broadcasting live. However, the automatic feed is back. Some announcements are this. Uh, and that chime you always hear is my clock that I have to warn me every 15 minutes because I trade stocks and I do 15-minute uh, candle charts. So I always like to know the beginning of a 15-minute candle, but I shouldn't be terrorizing you with that, so I'm shutting it off. Um, so nextcrusade.com, that website is up and running, and I'll even go through with you. We'll go over to uh, Next Crusade. Go to next, nextcrusade.com. That's going to take you right to our website. You could see Saturday's broadcast on here, which is False Prophetic Pinwheel Pinhead Prophets. Um, That's a show where we went off on the False Prophetic Pinheads. And hopefully we'll teach you how to use a semi-catalyst um, on how, or a acid test, so to say, on what's real and what's true and what's false. Because there's a lot of people that are kicking the can down the road prophetically, and that's not how the Lord is, people. So we would challenge you to listen to this broadcast, and I will show you some of the blurb-type dreams that God gives me that seem accurate. So I want you to see what real accurate prophetic would look like. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying um, boasting in the Lord that if you receive something from God and it's real, then it like comes to pass and whatnot. What's wrong with, what's wrong with that? You know, have you ever seen that before? You should check it out. So you're listening to all these vague, over bloated mother goosing nutbags and they're just blowing wind. Okay. There's nothing homed in there. People. Let me know when you, when it does home in. And incidentally, my word for the, for the new year of 2020 was I saw, uh, if you go to Strike to, uh, Watching Radio uh, group there, I posted in January uh, that the infection would come to the United States. That's right. I don't have it in front of me, but I'll show it to you. It was in January. So all these people coming out with these prophetic words of... Uh, I saw one guy on YouTube. Oh, my God. I wrote him on the wall. I said, why don't you delete this word, bro? I mean, it just didn't come to pass. 2020 will be a fulfillment of great power and glory. I'm like, wow, bro. What are you talking about? 2020 was body bag year. People dropping dead, people locked in their houses, couldn't go to church, or being locked up and arrested if they tried. Persecution, turmoil, death, antichrist system, cities being burned down, fires, attacks, people being beaten. It was a year of upheaval. My God. If you miss that one, like I said in January, I said I actually saw myself getting the COVID infection. Remember, remember that dream, Alan? Not right now. I don't remember right now. Okay, Alan does not remember it, but somebody might. Uh, it was January, 
And in the dream, I actually did get sick. I had COVID, which incidentally, three days after I had that dream, I was deathly ill. And so was Maria. We couldn't breathe. We were gagging around here. I had giant speakers strapped to my chest, cranking Psalms 91 into my body. I felt like I was dying. Some people said I already had COVID already, but they never tested me for it. However, right after I had that dream, okay, right right after I had that dream is when I got sick, and so did Maria, okay? So, maybe see if I can find it. I'll go to the Watchman Facebook page myself, okay? Um, so, I was not chumming up the year as being a year of great power and breakthroughs. In fact, the word I had about it is I was sick. I had the COVID. So I saw, I had a dream of this virus uh, coming over here. Uh, and incidentally, here's the word the word gave me. And April 6th, before we saw all the cities burning down, I felt the Lord say this birth pang of the red horse. Okay, and this happened. Kill one another. There was all chaos breaking out after April 6th. This unction I had was accurate. Okay, let's just keep going. Pretty sure the January one will be on here. And you can see, I didn't have no overbloated uh, great year of breakthrough and glory. Uh, I had one where I was starting off the year sick, which incidentally, I did get sick. And Maria got really sick. I mean, she had to go to the hospital. And they didn't even test her for COVID. They uh, basically kicked us out of there. But, um, oh, here it is. Oh, my God. Look at that. January 29th. Okay, if you didn't remember it, here it is. Really, I had it on 127. So, 127 is 127.20. Uh, two nights ago, that's what I said. I had the dream that would have been the 27th. So in January, on coronavirus. Now, this is before it came to America. Everybody's like, ah, it'll be another SARS, no big deal, right? Not me. The dream I had, I watched an American woman in bed with vicious flu. People were scared to go near her. I then felt sick. I went to bed in the dream, and I woke up on my computer screen, and it said, the Lord has burnt the virus out of your body. This is the dream I had. Now, I did get sick after this, by the way. <laughs> really sick. And I literally used Psalms 91. I had speakers strapped to me with bungee cords on my chest because I couldn't breathe. So did I have COVID? My mother said, you must have, because you both were viciously sick. Okay? And this is the dream I had just before I got sick. And by the way, this is before it even was in America in January. It was not in America in January. So this is the word. What did I say? This virus is no joke. People need to pray. Okay, it's right here on the screen if you're watching YouTube. Okay, there it is. So I didn't have no overbloated year of glory word. Okay, I had a year of starting off sick and the virus infecting people and the virus coming here. Obviously, that's why the woman was in bed. American woman, get it? It meant it was coming here. And it did come here. So 2020 was a a year of turmoil. 
And if that's not what you were seeing, you need to check yourself prophetically. So check out False Prophetic Pinwheel Pinhead Prophets. It's right here. Now, incidentally, on nextcrusade.com, you have uh, all the links. If you want to kick a brick on upstairs to the Watchroom Radio efforts, we're going to be building up the platform again, of course, getting a new computer and whatnot. Uh, We want to get back on shortwave, too. Get back on WWCR. And um, we're going to be doing crusades. Of course, strike the head of the serpent. Cost money to rent halls, me and John Ramirez, Alan, and everybody else. Uh, that's what we do. We do crusades. We just don't talk here and eat Cheetos. Okay? If that's what you think, if you like people like that, then good. That's them. Not us. We're on the ground. We're setting up chairs. We're setting up bringing people in. We're doing mass healing and mass deliverance. Demons flying out, screaming in terror. That's when you kick a brick on up to strike the head of the serpent. That's what you're sowing into. That's what you're sowing. If that's what you want, if you want to support something that does that, then support it. If you want to support something that's a cake, bake, flim, flam, friggin' overbloated, strong wind of non-prophetic crap, then support that. We don't care. You're going to be accountable at the end of the day of what you're kicking a brick on upstairs to. That's right. You are a link in whatever chain you're sowing into. If you're supporting the false prophetic, the false prophetic will come upon you. That's right. Whatever you're sowing into, that is going to overcome you. So be cautious. That's why people fall into delusional doctrine so much. They get under a little bit of false doctrine, a little bit more false doctrine, and before you know it, they're a preterist. Before you know it, they're an osis. Before you know it, once saved, always saved, baby. And then just stringing along. There's so many damnable heresies. There's so many false prophetic words right now. You need to really dial it in. Dial it back and be aware. And stick to sound, unadulterated doctrines. Period. It's real simple. Very simple. But, of course, we want to stray along. And get involved in some whacked doctrine. Okay? The gospel's very simple, people. The message we're going to do today is, I'm going to show you the secret sauce to deliverance today. You want to know why we, we pack out a building and people are on the floor gagging out demons screaming in terror? I'm going to show you. It's so simple. There's no secret to this. There, there is no secret. It's all derived around 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And this is what this whole message is about today. Okay? And I want to break it down a little to you so you can apply it to yourselves, and then you can apply it to your life and others. Because the whole goal of preaching and teaching and ministering and showing you the exploits that we do and ramping up people and to do what we're doing is really what the gospel is all about. When people are sitting back as some type of holy roller and they have it all figured out and everybody's washing their shoes, that's wrong. The gospel is simple. Everyone can participate in the power of God. You don't have to wait around for some lightning bolt. I got one guy 
50 years he's waiting for a lightning bolt to hit him. When I get the anointing, I'm going to do great exploits. I'm like, bro, you already got the anointing, bro. Luke 10, 19. What are you saying? That's not true? So just go do it. It's really that simple. You do it. But there is a formula. Whoa, what's he talking about? It sounds religious to me. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of a formula. I'm going to show it to you today. This is the secret sauce to the mass deliverance. This is the secret sauce to people getting healed, set free, and delivered, and getting breakthroughs. Now, I'm not saying that if someone prays for somebody and they haven't repented, that that person won't get healed. I'm not saying that. Because I've seen that, where God, since you're a priest and a king, God made you that way according to the book of Revelation chapter 1, right? You can't, right. unless you can unmake yourself what God made you, good luck with that. But it says he made you a, 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 a priest and a king. Oh, wow, okay. So a priest has the power to proxy. The priest has the power to stand and to remit. Did you know that? There's certain cases where you're going to have to engage in a priestly anointing to stand for someone that needs deliverance. They might not be in their right mind. They might not even understand what's going on. They might be so beaten, trod down, that they just don't get it. You have to activate your priestly role and remit the sin. It's biblical. You have the power to stand for someone in proxy as a priest of God. God will allow on the level of accountability. But the level of pride, ego, and arrogancy, he does monitor. So if that person's locked down in pride, ego, and arrogancy, most likely not going to work. In some cases it might, but I'm just saying, there are certain things that have to, there are moving parts involved in that also. But this is the in, in, entire foundation of the Mass Deliverance Manual, which I'm going to go over to you in simplicity, where you can instantly, right today, go minister deliverance to yourself or anyone. A little bit of a formula. But it's not a formula. It's just the Word of God. It's just the way, and it's biblically outlined so many times, folks. In Psalms 103, it says, He forgives all iniquities, comma, heals all disease. You see the process? It's kind of a one-two hit. So there is a forgiving of iniquities and then the healing process. The acknowledge of sin, the acknowledge that you need a Savior is so, so, so important. Many people get bound up in pride or ego and arrogance, and they're like, oh, sin abounds, grace much more, praise God. And they just keep going. There's no remitting. There's no humility. There's no acknowledging. Much more productive for us to get on our knees and say, Lord, you know what? I messed this up. Lord, I this is where I need. I thank you, Lord, that you're my Savior. I thank you. I have a remedy. What's the remedy? Oh, my God. First John 1, 9. I'm going to confess my faults to one another or the Holy Spirit. Did you know the Holy Spirit's a person? Did you know that? Many folks are strumming around, and they speak of the Holy Spirit, and they talk of the Holy Spirit as an it. 
How disrespectful. It. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is not an it. This isn't the Adams family. Jesus said the Holy Spirit was he, he, he. Called him he, I don't know, seven or eight times in the book of John. He, the Holy Spirit, your friend, your counselor, your helper, your guide, your teacher, your comforter, the spirit of hope, the spirit of power, spirit of a sound mind. He is a person. So shouldn't we begin to treat him as a person? Wouldn't that be a little bit of respect towards the Lord instead of calling him an it? How would you like to be called an it? Hey, it, how you doing, it? How Would it like to eat today? How would you like that? Is that respectful? Yeah. I heard Chloe said no. Chloe says no, that's not respectful. So let's begin to minister in a way where we're actually believing that the Holy Spirit is the person of God in this heavenly realm with us, because there's many heavens. But in this lower heaven, where unfortunately there are evil spirits running around as well, orbs are demons, they're in the dry place floating around looking for a breach. You ever wonder why there's so many orbs in, in uh, cemeteries flying around? You, you set up an infrared camera? You see all the orbs flying around? They're just waiting for a, a breach. First of all, they're hovering, hovering around death. They represent the dust of the earth. They will eat of the dust. The man is the dust of the earth. However, they also know the demons are not stupid, is that most people will speak to the dead when they go to a cemetery. It's the ultimate breach. It's an easy pass. Oh, yeah. Just check people out talking to the dead when they go to a cemetery. That's noromancing. It's a sin. So it's a breach immediately. Oh, Ralph, how are you today? Ralph's been dead 20 years. We brought you some peanut butter, Ralph. Speak to us, Ralph. Give us a sign, Ralph. And they're there at the cemetery. Some of them are setting up Ouija. Ouija boards. So the demons are like, wow, this is breach, breach, breach. We got a meal ticket here. So demons are not as stupid as we would like to believe they are. However, what we want to do today is uh, Brother Allen is going to be... Re- uh, listen, I want to go to the foundations and the roots and the secret source of the Mass Deliverance Ministry, which is really just Galatians 5, 19 to 21, 1 John 6, 9, and Revelation 21, 8. That's it. We cover the roots of those sins, which we're going to list and the the sources of them, because there's many doors under each of them, we know. However, the iniquity of the forefathers is visited up to the third and fourth generation. Did you know that? Spirits travel bloodline. They feel they have a right. And if you don't believe that, go ask a doctor. The first thing they'll ask you when you're in their office. The first thing they'll say, check here. 
of we want to know what genealogy type sickness is in your bloodline. Oh, wow. What do you want to know that for? Are you telling me that there are spirits of infirmity traveling bloodlines? Yeah, that's right. But we don't call them bloodline disease. We call them bloodline curse. It's not a blessing. You think it's a blessing if your great-great-grandfather had rheumatoid arthritis? Or your great-great-great-great-grandfather had heart attack and stroke? Think that's a blessing? Trying to creep up the bloodline? You know what demons are doing? They're laying claim to the bloodline. They're using the word of God against you. Did you know that? Did you know demons use the word of God? If you don't believe it, just look at Satan in the wilderness with Jesus. The devil had the word of God. He was using it as a weapon against Messiah. Jesus had a flashback with the word as a weapon back on him. You had warfare word of God at him and warfare word of God back at Satan. What makes us any more special? If we're not using the word of God as a weapon daily to fight the way Jesus did, we got a problem. You ever meet an automatic believer? It's all under grace, praise God. They're all in automatic pilot mode. It don't work that way, I assure you. There are some things God requires. He requires us to acknowledge, acknowledge the sins of ourselves and the forefathers. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many demons that are telling me I, I break the curse five, ten, fifteen hundred generation. Demons say not far enough, mocking me. Laughing. It knows it's been traveling the bloodline. Now here's the problem. The curse of illegitimacy, that bounces h- hardcore. That's a ten generation curse. That means if someone in your bloodline was born in wedlock in your bloodline, that curse can overlap itself. You know why? Because the traits of iniquity of that bloodline tend to go. You ever hear hear, hear the, the someone say, just like your father, just like your mother? The traits of the iniquity are actually traveling. You ever hear the saying in, in Ezekiel, so is the mother, so is the daughter? Those traits of iniquity are there. You'll find that if there was great fornication in that family and great sexual morality in that family, that all of a sudden the son and daughter, uh, when they're getting a little bit older, they seem to be promiscuous, right? How'd that happen? Hmm. I wonder. So it's real easy for that curse of illegitimacy to overlap because you've got a 10 generation, a 10 generation. It's vi- and curse of a cult, same thing. How many people in your bloodline or yourself can mess around with a tarot card? See, see what I'm saying? How many people or yourself have messed around with going to a psychic, calling the psychic hotline? And you're like, oh, I did that years ago. Demons probably don't remember. Oh, they do. So how do we remedy this? How do we cleanse? So let's go over. I I guess let me start with this. Okay, so here we go. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, if we acknowledge our sins, 
You'll notice in the mass deliverance manual, we do that. And you know, God will even honor people doing it superficially where they're just kind of muttering it. Yeah, I renounce that, I renounce that. God is so happy that people are gathering in such a big mass of people, two, 300 people at a time, that uh, he makes a point of showing up in great power. He's like, I'll take that, and boom, demons are coming out. He's just looking for a little step towards him, a little step. A little renunciation sometimes. Sometimes it might be a little bit more. Sometimes we might might have to get before God, get on our knees, and really go into a Psalms 51 mode. That's right. It's all too much is given, much is accountable. Now, if we acknowledge our sins, he is faithful and righteous so that he will forgive us of our sins and, here we go, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. All right, I want to stop there because there's a lot there. I mean, when I read that, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to take a break. Because I'm like, wow, uh, let me look at it again, maybe uh, in a different version. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Wow. A double hockey sticks. Right? Right. Remember that A-L-L, folks, because that's a big, big one. I want you to understand. Just remember A-double hockey sticks. Could you remember that? A-double hockey stick? Yeah. Say it. A-double hockey stick. A-double hockey stick. A-double hockey stick. From now on, when you when you say that, when you think about it, when you see a hockey stick or whatever, you're going to be thinking about this verse. And I'm going to show you why. Remember I told you earlier, the secret of mass deliverance and healing is right here. I'll explain to you. All, all unrighteousness. I'm not just talking about the stain and the guile that we get on our spirit man and our soul, the stench of sin. I'm not just talking about that. That indeed is unrighteous. I'm not saying that's not unrighteous. It is. However, there are other unrighteous things. Did you know that? Let me ask you a question. A spirit of infirmity that manifests itself as calcium deposits on your knee. Are the calcium deposits righteous? Yes or no, Alan? They're not righteous. Why? Because that's the fruit of uh, sin is sickness. Are you saying a demon made it? Yes. Okay, so you're, you're basically saying... If a demon makes something, it's probably not righteous. That's right. Like if there's a wart on somebody's body, that's the fruit of the demon. And you can curse that fruit and it'll okay, fall off. So, wow, Amen. let me think about that. Okay, so when we look at this verse, let's say someone um, has a demon or what the Bible calls a spirit of infirmity. Like the woman that was bound over, hunched over for many, 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 many years, daughter of Abraham. Uh, the Lord, the Lord loosed her. He activated the kings of the kingdom, which we went over a couple, uh, last week. He was trying to show you how to use the power of loosing. 
He said, woman, thou art loosed in Jesus' name. Okay? Of the demon. Now, that demon was manifesting some type of crippling disease on her back. Its fruit was unrighteous. In that case, Yeshua went in his priest mode and whatever went on in her bloodline was forgiven immediately. He had the power to do that. That's why when he healed, he often said, your sins are forgiven. You see? That's the power of the priest to remit. However, it's not always that case. God requires, due to your level of accountability, to confess your sins. Real simple, guys. We spend an hour in the beginning of the renunciations of the Mass Deliverance prayer confessing the sins of ourselves and the sins of the forefathers, and then we begin to command the spirits to come out, don't we, Alan? Amen. And, Do uh, they come out? Yes, they do. One woman is even healed of a high blood pressure with your last uh, John Ramirez uh, crusade. That's right. The woman was healed of high blood pressure. She went through the renunciation. We command spirit of a high blood pressure out, and she had that for 20 somewhat years. She's healed. That's a perfect example of what I'm trying to say. Okay. Now, you might say, I've seen God work in other ways where the power of God just moves and people get healed. That's right. It's called the gift of healing. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about a different level of healing. There's many levels of healing. There's faith healing where you're standing and believing the word and confessing the word and decreeing the word and ministering the word to yourself and laying claim to the word. That's faith. There's gift of healing where someone's operating at a high level anointing and ministering in such power and the glory of God will fall and the flesh of God's power will just shine and break through and healings break out. That's great. And then there's this. The cleansing of all unrighteousness method, which works pretty good. Because we just went over and showed you how, how all is categorized as sin, sickness, disease, pain, suffering, torment, despair, and poverty, and oppression. That whole realm is unrighteous. It is not righteous. If someone could show me how any of those I just named are righteous, I'd like to know. They're contrary to Calvary. They're contrary to the work Messiah did. If Jesus went to the cross to destroy the works of the devil, then how could they be righteous if they're pushing up against the work of the cross? They are hereby unrighteous manifestations, and they must be dealt with in this manner. Period. Real simple. This is in a nutshell breakthrough time here, people. You want breakthrough? This is real easy to minister. However, it might be in cycles. It might not be all at once. Some people are like, I didn't get healed right away, or I felt healed and I didn't feel good the next day. Well, sometimes you got to stand through those trials. You might get some back wind, backlash. The enemy might say, okay, you felt better yesterday. Now I'm going to make you feel worse. What are you going to confess? The enemy just wants to see what you're going to say. You see, if you can 
control your pie hole, your mouth, you would get through trials way quicker. That's the biggest problem we have. We, we love to use this pie hole. Bah, 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 bah. We love to talk. So you went to a meeting, someone prayed for you, you confessed some sin, whatever, and all of a sudden, you're doing great. You feel great. Oh, wow, I feel better. My back's better today after I left the meeting. Next day, my back is terrible. Oh, my God, I wasn't healed. What's going on? I don't believe that. And all of a sudden, you're worse. You just failed the test. The enemy's laughing his ass off. If you were to just hold the rudder of your 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 direction of your mouth and kept your pie hole shut, you would have came out of it a lot quicker. I'm not saying immediately, but you would have came out quicker. Because we create headwinds around us with our mouth. It's very common. The enemy uses it all the time. And you see it with Zacharias, as John the Baptist's father. We're going to get into that today, but he had to be muted. Because he was literally babbling his pie hole against the promises of God. Where the angel Gabriel had to say, wait a minute, do you even know who I am? Why are you doing that, bro? Shut up. You, I stand before the most high God. Now I got to mute your mouth. And Zacharias was a mute. Because he began to speak in doubt around him and creating a wind of controversy in the spirit. We have to guide these promises in with our tongue. Got to be careful. Everybody knows the story with my knee. I was crippled here for a while with my knee. I had to get healed by laying claim to the word of God. I didn't like it. I'd rather a flash of God come down with lightning and heal me. I'd rather that. I love that. But God said, I want you to stand on the word. Took me a little bit longer. I finally had to go put my shoes on and, and rip the brace off, the metal brace on my knee. I threw it. I said, I'm, I am healed in Jesus' name. I lay claim to the stripes of Christ. Period. That's it. Lord, I thank you for healing me. I just started walking. I laid claim to the stripes of Christ. I am healed. I thank you, Lord. That is for me. That is for me. You did that work to heal me. I thank you for it. And I kept walking. Guess what? The pain increased. It got worse. I tried to block it out of my mind. I said, it's not happening. Not happening. I tried that one of those. You ever, did you ever try that before? Not happening. And it got worse. I started to do a half turn around. I started to, I was going home. I said, heck with it. I'd rather be a freaking cripple than not believe the word of God. I'm going to, if my knee falls off, I don't care. I'm going to keep walking in pain. I said, I lay claim to the stripes of Christ and I am healed in Jesus name. And I thank you, Lord, for healing me. Isaiah 53, 5. Activated in my body. Thank you, Lord. And I started walking again. The pain beginning to get less, 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 less. I then walked three miles with no brace. Okay. I got tested real quick, guys. It was between the pain... 
and the word. Some would say I was crazy. Maybe my knee would have fell off. I didn't care anymore, man. I got to a point where I said, you know what? I don't care. It's all no holds barred for me, man. The word is all I have. I don't like doctors, Lord, you know that. I don't like medicines, Lord, you know that. i rather have the word and that's it. And if that's all I got, that's all I'm going to believe. And I was healed. So tests do come in. But we got to learn how to steer through them. We're going to be going through that in other shows. But today I want to get into uh, this verse is so, I feel like i got to read it again and again and again and again. Because I want to emphasize in that A-L-L. I want you to know that sickness is unrighteous. Alan just explained it. How can a demon's manufactured product be righteous? A spirit of infirmity such as cancer, crab demon, by the way, wants to produce a tumor. Okay, it does. Let's say it did. Would we say that tumor is righteous? Would you say that, Alan? No, I wouldn't. What would you call that thing? I'd call it a uh, sick manifestation of the father, Satan, and sin, the mother. So definitely in a category of unrighteous. Yes. So that falls in the all unrighteousness. How about a curse? A wicked curse. Definitely unrighteous. Unrighteous? Okay. It came from a witch. It came from a Satanist. Bloodline curse? Unrighteous? Okay. Um, What about if your great-great-grandfather was an occultist and uh, was uh, humping corpses? Yeah, uh, then God forbid I would uh, be paying for that in my life if I didn't confess. Let's that say it was on your bloodline. Would that be unrighteous? Yep. Would yes. you want to confess the sins of the forefathers? Definitely, so I could get that curse removed. Well, Amen. the Lord says that he'll cleanse you if you do that. Did you know that? If we confess the sins. It's that simple, isn't it, Alan? Amen, it is. Isn't it, Chloe? Yes. Who do we got in the FCC room? Oh, Michelle's a Michelle. Isn't it unrighteous, Michelle? JV, all these things are unrighteous according to the word of God, not me. Do you think the Lord is sitting on the throne right now? And praise God, that sickness and disease and that arthritis calcium buildup on your arm is righteous. Really? You think he's doing that? Or is he saying, I paid the price for that. Let's get rid of it. I came to destroy the works of the devil and sickness and disease are part of his work. You need to lay claim to it. You need to curse the fruit of that demon. Make it dissolve, dissipate, liquefy, and go by the fire of God right now. Those stripes on my back were not in vain. They were for you. I would say that's probably where he's at. I'm just guessing. So curses, disease, tumors, wart, arthritis, 
They're in the old category to me, guys. What do you think? Witchcraft often needs a breach, by the way. If someone hexed you or vexed you or did witchcraft against you, a lot of witches will send a seductress spirit your way so you you engage in something uh, seductress, perverted, and then they send the sickness demon. That's all in the book of Numbers. You see the matter of pure. You know, Balaam could not curse the children of Israel. Said He taught Barak. He said, well, I'll teach you how to get them to curse themselves. And they sent down the Moabite tribes there. They began to fornicate with the Moabite women, which were temple whores of Baal. And then the plague came. And then Phineas showed everybody how to stop it. The fornication had to stop. And the javelin and the shish kebab is the way God began to stop the plague. However, that breach, P-E-O-R, means opening. The matter of pure was a major thing to the Lord. And he hated it because Balaam taught Barak how to bring a curse on the children of Israel. A curse, causeless shall not come. It's right there in Numbers chapter 24. They needed a breach. P-E-O-R, the matter of pure. Pure means opening in Hebrew. So remember, witches look for openings. They will scan. They will... Send spirits of lust first, kind of like to chum the water up a little. And then they send the spirits of infirmity to one, two hit. Oh, yeah. Be cautious when you're getting hit with a lot of lust spirits. Someone probably is could be trying to breach you out for the next hit. And the next hit would be infirmity. Oh, yeah. So understand that witches need opening. So you got to renounce that opening. If you gave a witch an opening and they, they scan you, they astral projected you and found the opening, they call it scanning, right? Uh, you got to renounce that scan, that opening. And then you break the curse the witch got in there. They slipped the demon in through the breach. Curse causeless shall not come, folks. Some of, them have, some of us have breaches we don't even realize. Pride, ego, arrogancy, envy, jealousy. These are all real subtle. We don't really... Think about them so much, but they're there. And if, people, if witches can pick up on it, we got a problem. So we got to constantly be watching our hedge. We want our hedge sharp and covered in the blood all the time. Oh, yeah. So that's why 1 John 1 9 is so important. And we're going to go over why in a minute. So we covered all unrighteousness as a big category, guys. I want you to see the A double hockey stick as a great big category. It's not just the stain of guile on your spirit and your soul and the stench of sin, which is unrighteous, yeah. However, all the fruits the demon creates, the sickness and disease, and all the things in the natural, if there's a curse of poverty and a demon of poverty, and they're creating poverty in your life, that's not righteous. The fruit that they're causing you is unrighteous. That also has to be dealt with. Because Jesus said that though he was rich, he made himself poor, that you would have provision. He already sowed that. That's why he's the perfect sacrifice, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially. The Lord has covered all those areas. Get it? That's why he's your Savior, and that's why you need him daily. There's nothing wrong with admitting that. I need him daily, every minute. I need the Lord. Can't make it on my own. I need the Lord. I need to lay claim to what he did all the time. 
when people start not needing the Lord and they're not teaching you that you need the Lord all the time and teaching you to confess sin and get right with God and get on your knees, you better watch those teachers. And they're going to say, we're at a different level. We're not homing in on that anymore. We're teaching new things. There ain't no new things. Okay? We want the simplicity and the power of the gospel. We want breakthrough. Breakthrough for you. Breakthrough for your household. Brother Allen, we just went over the remedy. So what do you think some of the list would be of these? Because it says here, Allen, it says if we confess our sins. Right. Did, did God give us a list that we can start God gave to work us, with? I'm just curious. Uh, at least three lists. Oh, you do? Uh, okay, let's go over some of them. You're saying God gave us a list? He gave us three lists oh, wow. that I know of. Okay, so this is, wow, this is awesome. He gave us a remedy, and he gave us a list. Three lists. Three lists? Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, Galatians 5.19. Isn't that nice of God, Alan? God is so gracious. Amen. So, Alan, can you go over one list? Okay, the first list is Galatians uh, 5.19 to 21. Okay. Where it says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. That's the first list. And it says Alan, they, can, can, who, can I ask you, we, a- Alan, can right. you go over that a little bit more slowly? Sure. There's and 17 works of the a, flesh there. I think that's what Paul calls them. So I believe they're poor important. So go over each of, each of them a little bit slowly. This is a nice list, guys, where... We can engage the remedy of First John one nine. Go ahead. Okay, Alan. Do you want me to? Do you want me to read them slowly, or yeah, do you just want me to read, read them, them slowly? and then wait a half a second and go to the next one? Go ahead. Got it. Okay. Adultery. Adultery. Fornication. For now, Alan, could adultery could be committed by uh, if you're married and you're looking lustfully upon a woman? Yes, Jesus oh, said wow. that in uh, Matthew. So that's a bigger five, category than we think. Yes, it is. What about looking at uh, homing in on uh, women online? Yeah, if you're just looking around on Facebook, uh, that's a problem. Zooming in on uh, uh, bikinis? Yeah, uh, women sometimes post stuff like that. So uh, praise the Lord, I unfriended uh, 62 women recently. All right, so that's a big category, Alan, right? I'm glad you paused. All right, go to the next. Fornication. Okay. Uncleanness. Now, fornication, Alan, could... Could that be, uh, I'm just curious, if someone's masturbating to porn? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, that's a bit, well, of the eyes. it's a problem, right? That's his, yes Go it ahead. is. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Lasciviousness, that's every evil demonic work right there. Okay. Idolatry. Idolatry. Now, Alan... A lot of people think that's just building some type of idol and like bowing to it. But what happens if someone just loves baseball so much and it's like, wow, they, they just talk about baseball more. They they search baseball more. They're at every baseball game more than they're studying the word of God. And 
It seems like there's an imbalance between baseball and the word of God. Could that be idolatry? Yeah, anything that comes between you and God and making God number one and having God dominate your day seems like idolatry to me. What do you think? Well, that, that would be a good time to check ourselves and say, wow, is that kind of an imbalance in my life? Could, could someone worship their family even more, Alan? Yeah. Okay. It almost seems righteous to put your family before God. Wow. Okay, so idolatry is a bigger category than we might think. We might want to examine that one in another broadcast. Continue, Alan. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Hold on, Alan. Could witchcraft be like being a rebellious person? Yeah, you know what? It says in uh, 1 Samuel, I think, 15, that uh, uh, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Okay, so that's pretty bad. And uh, witchcraft itself could even cover... Uh, maybe a curse, word cursing someone, telling them you. Right, it's big. Ca- another big category there, umbrella category. Alan, what about uh, what about someone reading horoscopes? Yeah. What about someone uh putting a dream catcher up in their car? What's a wow? I've never heard that before. What is a dream catcher? Uh, some occultic Indian device that's supposed to give you dreams. Oh, um, okay. That's like um sometimes uh. The Italian people have that little horn that's supposed to be for fertility. Maybe that's a form of sure. witchcraft, too. Well, I think it's a big category. We're going to have to explore it. Continue to the next. Okay, even Ouija boards. Hatred. Hatred. Wow. Do we get upset with people? Do we get in a pissy fit? How many times have we yeah, been in a pissy what? fit about I, I someone that's really posted like... about us? Right. Yeah, and I don't really like uh, what Democrats do, but I try not to hate them. I try to just, you know, God, God save them, but... Um, uh, yeah, hatred's a big category, absolutely. So we don't want to be in a pissy fit. Right. Or offended. So we get we, we get like hate in our heart. We don't want that, right? It could be very right. subtle and, too, couldn't it? Yeah. All right, so let's go to the next. Variance. Do you know what that means? Uh, doesn't that mean to uh, emulate someone? No. To, um... See, I'm a, I'm a King James guy, and I'm pretty sure you are. But, yeah, sometimes I like to have another translation. I forgot what variance means. Okay, maybe we'll get back to it. Or No, what does it mean? Um, let me see. Let me see if I can bring this up in another translation. And, um, also, well, I know emulations means to mimic people. A lot of people. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm, I'm really I'm kind of good at that. So uh, that's uh, something I really got to give up, even though I'm pretty good at that. And, uh I got to give it up. What's variance mean? Everybody know in, in the chat box, JV, what's variance mean? I'm going to look it up myself. Chloe, she's smarter than all of us. What's it mean, Chloe? No. Are we all Hold stupid on. today? Yes. And you know what? Hold I used on. to know what it was. That's the scary part. It's a, I got a diction, KJV dictionary here. It says, in law, variance is an alteration of something formerly laid in a writ or a difference between a declaration and a writ. Any alteration or change of condition. Uh, it's like rivaling? So it's almost like you change a contract while pretending you didn't, maybe. All right, it's a dishonest act. Okay, go to the next one. Now you made us all look stupid, Alan. Go to the next one. <laughs> okay. <It's> a, okay. <laughs> We're on here trying to look smart, man. Uh, go ahead. Emulations. Okay, we know what that is. Keep going. Yeah. Wrath. Wrath's a big one. You know, how many times we uh, 
get a hammer on a hand and we would just want to go beat our neighbor in, you know, not saying that happened to me. But, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, strife, strife, fountain of strife. Yeah. We don't, people yeah, uh, love contention. I just got to win that debate, but, uh, God, Lord, I got to lay that down. Amen. Yeah. People want to argue the word all the time. Well, don't really yeah. mean that. Oh, it means this. And they, they, they just go into a strife debate. You just walk away. Don't let it get and grab you. Go to the next one. Seditions. Seditions, another big one. Yeah. We're not allowed to betray our own nation into uh, oblivion. We're supposed to be good citizens. Keep going. Heresies. Oh, that's another big one. Oh, my God. Like OSIS, like Predilism. Those like, are sins uh, my, people my are third wife and um, I can get a fourth if well, I want. Having your fourth wife, leaving the other one in uh, Central America. Good. What else? Envyings. Envy's another big one. Every everybody envies something, right? It's, we got to let that go. Amen. Renounce it. Murders. You can murder someone in your heart, guys. You, you hate them so much; it's almost like you're murdering your brother. Can't harbor that. That's why we. That's why it's so important to forgive and forget and let go. Amen. Amen. But of course, real murder, abortions in that category too. Keep going, Al. Yeah. You know what? The only uh, this uh, homeless one I met, she was. Uh, homeless after she aborted her baby and she couldn't live with it so she kept drinking so she lost her job and became homeless and she oh, yeah. still wouldn't confess it as a murder confess it, really it as murder guy let it go keep going drunkenness that's another big one we get whacked and stumble around we don't want that like noah with his ass up in the air keep going whether uh drugs also drugs yeah any, any I would type count of that uh, in drunkenness. hallucinogenics like alan might do Keep going. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Goodness. Revelings. Yeah, another one. We want to argue all the time and debate. People got that spirit to stay away from like, Yeah. I thought revelings was uh, colossal parties all the time. Okay. You couldn't have used the NLT, huh? You really screwed uh, I can us pull up. that out. Give me a second. No, no, no. Just keep going because I want to get it to uh, 1 Corinthians 6.9. Okay, we're done with Galatians 5, 19 to 21. All right, so guys, that was a, a big category. And um, you might want to go to the NLT just to get the, the, the 12-year-old description of those. Which I, have no, no, I have no time. I have no problem uh, admitting to you that I have a low vocabulary, okay? Even though you think I'm smart. I know you don't. I'm just kidding. But um, I use the NLT a lot because it's like a 12th grader or two, a, a second grader. I don't know. That's no problem. I'll use, listen, whatever, whatever we got to get the breakdown in. Uh, for, first Corinthians 6, 9, Alan, this is a good list you got here. I'm, I've learned a lot. Okay, should I read it in the King James or should we switch to the New Living? Uh, yeah, New Living. Let's go to a second grade uh, vocabulary. Amen. Okay, switching to New Living. Okay, I got the new living. Ready? Yeah. Those who indulge in sexual sin. Okay. That's a big or one. Or who worship idols. That's another big one. Or commit adultery. That could be a problem. Well, we want to renounce that, guys. For yourselves yeah. and your forefathers. That's why we now renounce the sins of the forefathers, 5, 10, 15, 100 generations on both sides of my bloodline, even going as far back as the Adam and Eve. You do it that way. Keep going, Alan. 
or male prostitutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say because I don't want to get a band strike, but you know what it, what they mean there. Keep going. Yeah. Or practice homeowner section sectionality. I don't want to get a strike yeah, either. Yeah, be, be careful with that one. We get a strike. Or um, are thieves. Stealing? Yeah. Can't steal people. And what about tax? What about tax evasion? Tax. Yeah, it's another big one. Sometimes I, I feel like I want to write things off. I shouldn't be. Keep going. Now you're getting me convicted. Or greedy people. Yeah, people are going to be greedy bastards. They have so much and they're just not letting go of it. They think that they're going to have a U-Haul on the way to their funeral. It's not happening, folks. Keeps going. Is that it? No, there's a, there's one, two, three, four more in this list. Drunkards. Yeah, so he's re, re, re-hitting that one again. Okay. Abusive. Yeah, people can be abusive. You're abusing people with your pie hole, shouting down at them. You're creating trauma in their life, which you're going to get into the, the spirit of trauma on another broadcast. We're actually writing a chapter for that for the new book we're coming out with, uh, with John Ramirez, uh deliverance book coming out. There's going to be a whole tra- chapter on trauma. However, uh, the people that are creating the trauma with their abusive mouth, uh, th- they have to renounce. That's a sin. You're, you're wounding people. Keep going, uh, Brother Allen. You can be abusive in many ways. Even people giving a silent treatment treatment is abusive. Keep going, brother. Yeah. Last one in this list. Or cheat people. Who? Cheat cheat people. C H E A T people. Cheat people. Okay. Cheaters. All right. You know what? Just go to Revelation twenty one eight. Let's hit it there real quick. All right. Uh, okay. Fearful. Okay, fear is a sin, people. We got to be bold. When we're in the word, when we're living right with God, you become bold as a lion. Fear is not of God. Perfect love casts out fear. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord has given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We need to loose those spirits upon ourselves daily. And I know a lot of you are not doing loosing. You need to start loosing the spirits of God on yourself every day and then receiving it. Did you know that? Amen. And we can go deeper into that. Another show. Keep going, Alan. Unbelievers. Unbelief. If you're reading the word and you're not believing the word or you're not uh, even people that aren't believing the gospel at all, of course, they're screwed. But um, if you're not believing the word, that's also doubt. Doubt is a sin. That's right. Don't want any doubt. Doubt will take you out. I did a show 15 years ago called Doubt Will Take You Out. I'm going to repost that. Keep going, Alan. The corrupt. Corruption. There's a lot of corrupt bastards and satanic libtards are definitely corrupt. They need to renounce that. Keep going. Murderers. There you go again. Abortionists, people that kill and slay the babies and abortion, killing people. Killing people through proxy, whatever. Keep going. The immoral. That's pretty obvious. Those who practice witchcraft. There you go, people. And that's a big category, witchcraft. Tarot cards, Ouija board, table tipping, tea leaves, you know. Seances. Psychic, science, seances, 
speaking to the dead, whatever. It's a big, big, big category. Hiring a witch, outsourcing a witch, right? Uh, right. Santeria, Wicca, these white witches, that's all witchcraft, dressed up as something to be good. It's not. It's all Luciferian. All needs to be renounced. You go to hell for that. We don't want you to go to hell, so God's giving you a remedy. You need the first John 1, 9 it. Anything else there? Last one. And all liars. Yeah, that's a big one, guys. Lying bastards. You know how many people lie? They just lie lie so much. I mean, I, t- I talk to some people, I know they're lying. It's like, do you even aware that you're going to hell for that? And they don't even want to renounce it. It's like they'll just keep lying. Do you know that if you're a liar, you're going to hell? Where does it say you go there, Alan? Where uh, Their fate is in the le- fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Okay, that does meant? that sound good? Sounds terrible. Burning fire? Burning okay. sulfur. All right, yeah, so you want to be a lake. lying bastard? You want to keep lying? I don't care. Listen, we got to stop the lies. Stop lying. Stop it. Stop overbloviating your life and this and that. And it's all, you, when you lie, you're opening a door to the enemy. The Lord is not a liar. So stop representing yourself that way. It's just ridiculous. Now, let me get into this here. Okay. The word there where it says to cleanse us of all unrighteousness in 1 John 1, 9, which we went over is a gigantic category, by the way. Um, like It's a big, 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 big category. Demons are also unrighteous, folks. Demons are unrighteous. So if there's a demon that got into your life, this is how the remedy to get rid of it. Did you know that? Is a demon righteous, Alan? I'm curious. Demons are unrighteous. They are. So when he says all unrighteous, would that include a demon? Yes. Oh, wow. So the secret of the deliverance ministry is right in 1 John 1, 9. So let's go over to what it means. It's in Greek Strong's 2511, catharsia, which literally means to purge, to clean and to purge. Wow. So if God says he's going to purge you of a demon, which is unrighteous, purge you of the fruit of a demon, like arthritis buildup or a tumor or a cyst or anything growing or some type of demonic infirmity, what it's manifesting against your body in the natural, that is unrighteous because it was manufactured from an unrighteous being. If God says he's going to purge you of that, is that a good thing? Amen. Do you want to be purged of all unrighteousness? Yes. I do. I need it. I believe this. Let me look up what purge means. Because that's unreal. 2511 Greek Strong's right there. To purge. Let's look at what purge means. Oh, wow. To rid whatever is impure. Wow. 
to rid whatever is impure. Let's just go down a little further here. The act of purging, removal. Okay, so yeah, this kind of sums it up. This is kind of in a nutshell for me now. I want to be purged of devils and demons and sickness, their fruit, what they're manufacturing, Mm -hmm. what they're causing in the natural or the spirit, creating problems for me, creating problems with my finance, creating problems with my job, creating problems with my health, creating problems with whatever, family life, whatever. uh, Our family, our loved ones, uh, these spirits are unrighteous. And they must be dealt with in a purging way. And the purging way is to just take those lists, First John 1, 9, get before the Lord and say, I confess these sins. I confess this sin of adultery for myself and my loved ones and my family, both sides of my bloodline. Right now, Lord, I get before you. I confess, and I know the Holy Spirit's a person. He is here with me, and I'm confessing to him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're a person. Thank you. And I confess the sins of my forefathers, of the occult, of witchcraft, 5, 10, 100 generation, even as far back as Adam and Eve. I confess this as sin. And Lord, I'm asking for the blood of Jesus on the roots of the sin of the occult and witchcraft and neuromancing and uh, whatever, murders and and, uh, adulteries and fornication. Uh, I'm confessing this as sin here today. And I'm asking, Lord, the blood of Jesus. I'm proclaiming the blood of Jesus on the root of adultery, on the root of the curse of bastards. I break the curse of illegitimacy on both sides of my bloodline. I confess it, Lord, to you and whoever's here and the precious Holy Spirit. And I confess right now the sin of illegitimacy. I break that curse. I break it. I confess it for myself and my bloodline. 5, 10, 100 generations, even as far back as Adam and Eve. And all associated demons and devils come out now. Leave in Jesus' name. Pick up the part and go. Get going, get gone, and get out in Jesus' name. I rebuke you with the word of God. I rebuke you with the remedy in 1 John 1, 9. And you shall not mount up against me henceforth. I command you to go to the dry place. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the remedy. I thank you for the remedy. Lord, it's so great of you to give me a remedy. And it's really just going to Yeshua's blood and applying that blow, blood to these roots and breaking the roots and confessing the sins that let the demons in. And now they don't have a root anymore because I've acknowledged it. I've broke the curse and I command you to go. And I curse the fruit of the demon. I command it to wither, die, liquidate by the fire of God. Loose my body in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you for healing me today. I thank you for healing my family today. Lord, I thank you, God, for allowing me to apply a beautiful remedy. And we thank the Lord, don't we? We praise the Lord, don't we? Lord, we thank you, God. I keep hitting these things, guys. Demons are stubborn. 
Yes. Oh, demons want to see if you really believe they're a demon. Human. Did you know that? I've had demons actually say to me, they don't, they, they don't even believe it. They don't even believe it. They say that a lot. It's like they're using the person's doubt to stick around. Mm -hmm. Remember that. Doubt will take you out. We're going to be getting into that. Get rid of all doubt. Reprogram your mind. I did a broadcast uh, 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 on this channel, YouTube, uh, called Rewiring your, your Mind for the Word of God. Oh, yeah. We want to reprogram our thought process, guys. We want to always have the Word of God as a primary weapon. Yeah. Did Yeshua use the Word of God to fight the devil? Yes. If he did, what makes us any better than him? Nothing. Should we fight the enemy's attacks all around us every day with the Word of God? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But we don't sometimes. I know I, I falter and fail sometimes. I get in the flesh. Now the enemy's got me. If we can stop that before we get in the flesh and say, I'm going to take it in spirit. I'm going to fight it in spirit right here, right now. You'll have a greater outcome. But that's the challenge. That's the challenge of maturity. And when we, when we enter in, where we're able to take things in the spirit and have that buffer all the time where we're saying, boom, where am I going to go here, guys? I'm being faced with a trial. Number one, when a trial comes your way, you should praise God, by the way. You should thank God. Say, Lord, thank you, Lord, I'm being tried right now. It might hurt to say that, by the way. Because it might be a heated trial. But the, the word says to praise praise him and through all trials and persecution. So if you're being tried, praise God. That means the devil's testing you. <laughs> that means he has an interest in you. Isn't that nice? Say, praise God, devil. You want to try me in this situation? I know you want me to take me into the flesh. You win there. Am I going to let you? You say that to yourself. Saying, no, I'm not going to let you. I'm going to go praise God. I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. I am not going down that road. I close it. I go into worship. I praise God. I thank you, God, for this test and trial. And I win. Thank you. I'm not going to engage in this strife. I'm not going to engage in this lust. I'm not going to engage in this rebellion. I'm not going to follow that path. I am winning by... Praising the Lord, number one, and taking it to the Spirit and binding it, rebuking it, and pushing it back where it belongs, down to the pit. That's right. And you win. Then you go higher. Then the enemy might have another test coming our way. And this is all how it works. There's always tries and temptations and trials. And we always have to use the Word of God, folks. That's how we win quickly. We're going to be going over a lot of that, using the word as a weapon. However, this has been a great broadcast. I've had a lot of fun here today. How about y'all? Amen. Amen. How about y'all? You like like Amen. me saying y'all? Y'all. Because I'm a singer now, by the way. Y'all. Yeah. Y'all. 
Listen, this is awesome. I'm, I'm glad you guys join us and interactively into the show with us. Uh, Sister Thanks Chloe, Sister us, Michelle, Sister J. Uh, oh, Brother JV's there. Where's Petros? I don't know. Playing hooky. All right, so yeah. praise God. We had a great broadcast. Uh, next week, don't forget, 2 p.m. on Saturday, Brother John Kyle. Uh, I talked to John Ramirez. He's going to be coming on. I just don't know what day yet. And uh, I'm going to be calling Russ Dizdar, getting him back on. So we're going to have a lot of stepped-up great teachings here. This is uh, the return of Watchman Radio. Please share if you care, uh, because we are definitely being shadow banned. And I'm not just saying that to say that. We've Alan, are we being shadow banned or what? Yeah, you go to the right. Watchman Radio YouTube homepage. You can't find it. you got to use the link directly. It's, yeah, it's like blocked. Ever since I did that Michelle Obama has a penis thing, I have my YouTube, like, banned. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, that really rubbed them the wrong way, didn't it? Yeah. That's like, Plus, holy my grail. biggest viewed uh, video, so I don't want to delete it. Uh, so, praise God. The Lord loves you. We love you, but the Lord loves the you Lord a heck of a lot more. more than we do. <laughs> Amen. 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 So, I'm going to play one of my fabulous songs here, Vapor. This is one of my ambient songs uh, that I did many years ago, 2014. It looks like I did it. And I'll take you out with one of those songs. And uh, I can't play any other music but my own or I'll get flagged. So praise God. We'll see you back either Friday or Saturday, definitely, because John Kyle's on. And uh, Brother JR will get him on, too. So Lord loves you. We love you. And uh, God bless y'all. Amen. Man, that does sound weird in New York is saying, y'all. Oh, by the way, I've been I heard myself talking on you. I gotta get rid of this New York accent, guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's horrible. Yeah, how do we, does anyone know how to get rid of a New York accent? Go to Seriously. the South. Live there what? for five years. Will it go away? Yes. But you you, you represent the East Coast, Richard. Yeah, I know, but I, I listen to the show, and I'm like, man, I sound like a freaking bonehead. You know? I, I want to sound like, maybe like Derek Prince. I would like that. How do I get, like, a British accent? Um, to you Live in London? Yeah. Well, that would make yeah. me sound smart, right? Well, you have to make sure you get the right British accent. You don't want the monster. You don't want the uh, piss poor cockney. You want the uh, upper crust within the Oxford. Okay. Well, I yeah, want to work on something like there. that. Yeah. My aunt. My aunt has connections in Oxford. Um, her ex-husband. Uh, they used to work there, so they're professors. Yeah, I would. I would love to sound smarter than I am. <laughs> Welcome to the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but listening to this New York accent, I'm like, man, I feel you know. It's just not right. I think once I get down to Florida, like if you notice, I say y'all, y'all, and I notice I, I, I they, like police. I want to say police. Uh-huh. Like there's certain words I got to like. You have to learn how to get that flavor going. So when I get down there, no one will know I'm from New York. You know. Maybe after you shotgun your first alligator, you'll you'll get the accent. Maybe. No, I'm going to work. I'm going to go find a video how to get rid of New York accent right now, actually. Praise God. It might have to be cast out of me. Yeah. You know? 
But you, you can know, also practice vocabulary. Well, when I say y'all, does that sound southern? To us, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Good. What about what about grits? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll work on. <laughs> All right. We'll see you uh, next week, guys. Watch the radio saying farewell. God bless. God bless y'all.